Hey guys, it's Carly, your host for the Fit to be Faithful podcast. On episode 5, we will be discussing different choices, how to tell whether it's a good or bad choice, and the change it ensues. As always, I'd like to start this podcast off with a little update. I'm moving! Um, (laughs) This is super exciting. Um, this podcast should be going up on Saturday the 15th, and I move on the 17th, and I cannot elaborate on how ready I am for this. I am all about new challenges and learning what God wants from me, and that's what I'm hoping for on this new adventure, to grow closer to God and to follow His path for me. I know there will be trials and challenges and possible pain, but I just have to trust in Him. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Listen, there's always going to be times in your life where you have choices to make, tough decisions. I've had a few, moving being one of them. Maybe you haven't made that decision yet, but you made the decision to listen to this podcast episode and all the things you've done so far today, so far in your life. Maybe you still have a decision to make what you're going to be having for your next meal, maybe what jobs you'll be applying for, what schools you're going to be applying for, where you might be moving to. These are all tough decisions, but how do we know if the decisions we've made are right? You know that feeling when you wanted to so desperately to go through with your plan? how you want things to be, that feeling where if it doesn't go how you planned it, your life will be ruined and you'll be lost and not know where to go. I do. I know exactly how that feels and most people do. So you are not alone. Ladies, God doesn't want you to feel that way. He wants you to feel secure in him and him alone. There's always going to be trials and tribulations, but you have to trust that God knows what he's doing. The bulk of this podcast episode is going to be a few key stories I chose from the Bible um, that have some good and not so good choices made in them. Um, And I wanted to start out with the good ones. (laughs) So... This one is the decision that Ruth made to stay with Naomi, which led her to meeting Boaz. So I'm going to be reading these verses. If you want to join along, I read the New International Version. So that's the version um, I'm going to be reading out of. Uh, So if it's a little different from yours, that is totally fine. Um, But I'm going to start this off in Ruth. 1 verses 15 through 17 and it says look said Naomi your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods go back with her but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you where you go I will go and where you stay I will stay your people will be my people your God my God where you die I will die and there I will be buried May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and me. So, even when Naomi told Ruth to leave, 
go back to what she knew and she was able to she didn't god knew the plan he had for ruth for her to stay with naomi for her to meet boaz and then fall in love for them to become the great grandparents of king david so that further down the line jesus god's one and only son would be able to sacrifice himself for us ruth made the decision that could have altered fate if she went home with her sisters could have altered christianity if she went home with her sisters but she didn't it was either follow the woman who knew and loved god or go back to a family who worshiped the false lowercase g gods that was a very obvious choice right like that was obviously a good choice <laughs> Um, maybe you have a life decision you're seriously questioning. And that happens daily to a lot of people. But what if God is the reason you're a little more skeptical about the choice? I gotta give it to this guy. If it were me in this situation, I would be absolutely terrified to trust God. And that happens. Sometimes God, trusting God is scary. One thing for me is that I get into my head about is, now, is this God telling me this? Or is it the enemy disguised as God? And usually it's God, the enemy just wants to scare me into thinking it isn't. That happens a lot more than I care to admit. But, so Abraham, you know the song, I sing it literally every day. Um, if you don't know it, Father Abraham had many sons. And then I'm not going to sing the rest because you don't need to listen to that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I sing it every day, but I digress. Abraham chose to trust God and follow his plan instead of saving his son. So the next story I'm going to be talking about is in Genesis 22, and it's going to be verses 1 through 14. And again, that's um, going to be the new international version, so... And it says, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering in a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he was cut enough when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you." Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and place it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there, and arranged wood on it. 
He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld me, withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked there, looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over, took the ram, and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Forgive me if I butchered any words there. Um, Abraham made the daring choice to trust in God. Trust that he will provide. And he did. This was the right choice, despite how terrifying it must have been. And because of the choice he made, the Israelites were led to the promised land, as God said they would be. Was... I'm sorry. I can't read. Okay. Was this a test of Abraham's faith? It absolutely was. God does that all the time. He wants you to have faith in him and at the same time remind you that he is the one who should be trusted. But there are also bad choices made daily, even if it's for what we see as the right reason. Or maybe at first we see it as the correct decision, but in hindsight we're like, yeah, that could have gone better if I went down that path. When it comes to bad decision making, it can mean a lot of things. Sometimes people are just blind to the truth, and sometimes they're knowingly making the wrong decision. May it be from fear or pure ignorance. But we all do it. We make bad choices every day. Maybe the jeans you wore are a size too small and you're stuck sitting uncomfortably all day because of it. Maybe you chose to hang out with a group you thought was good, but it turns out all they do is gossip about other people. Whatever it may be, we all make bad decisions from time to time, just like these two men that I'm going to be telling you about. So the first story isn't such a great decision, but it is an amazing life decision. Life lesson goodness so it's going to be in judges um 16 and it's going to be verses 13 through 21 and it goes like this delilah said then said to samson all this time you've been making a fool of me and lying to me tell me how you can be tied he replied if you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with a pin i'll become as weak as any other man so while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tied it with a pin. Again she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke from his sleep and pulled up the pin and the loom with the fabric. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used to my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated, dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. 
When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him, and his strength had left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out before, as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. The Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding grain in the prison. Samson was strict was tricked multiple times by Delilah, yet he still chose to be with her after she tried to have him captured. He still chose to tell her his weakness after she did all of this to him. That was a bad choice. You can take this as a lesson to those of us who are easily tempted by anger or peer pressure, and both are very common. Someone bugs you so much about something, you just get angry or frustrated and give them just so they'll stop. Now, I know that's not always the case in these situations, and I pray it's never something you're truly uncomfortable with, but unfortunately, it does happen too often. Sometimes we just give into the pressure put onto us instead of leaving the situation. It's happened to me. It's happened to people I know. Sometimes it's as little as going to eat somewhere you really don't want to. However severe or simple it is, it's still a choice being made by you on behalf of someone else. Think about it. Those times when your stomach hurts from the decisions you made, that's a bad choice. When your friends want you to hang out and not do such holy things, you tell yourself no, your gut says no. Saying yes and it's bothering you is how you know it's a bad decision. I'm sorry for the barking in the background. Um, and when it comes to thinking you're making the right decision when you really aren't, that's a real thing too. But here's another example of a bad choice made by someone not so expected. Um, this is going to be in Matthew 26, and it's going to be verses 69 through 75. And it goes... Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, and another, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied them again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a while, those standing up there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses. And he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Okay. Peter knew what he did was wrong, despite his decision being made from fear. Jesus even told him what he would do. Imagine that. Jesus telling you that you're going to make a bad decision and you still do.
do it. It happens. We all do. Like I said, it's that gut feeling that something you're doing is wrong. He might not be standing in front of you in a rooster crowing after the bad decision was made. Or you may not be captured by the Philistines and put to death. But there's always good outcomes and outcome, bad outcomes depending solely on the choice you make. In my personal experience, a story of mine, I had made the decision not to get the COVID vaccine while I was in the military. Yes. One of these days I'll talk about my military experience, but that's for a later date. Now, it's not required to be vaccinated to join the military, but once upon a time it was, and a lot of people lost their jobs, jobs, <laughs> lost their jobs because of it. One being myself. Since that one decision to say no, my life has been all over the place. This is one decision I'm still trying to figure out if it was right or not. Because nothing is the same anymore. My relationship with my family is different. My everyday lifestyle is different. There's too much difference to tell whether it was good or bad choice. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I regret it. The military was my home. Georgia was my home. It's where my boyfriend is. It's where one of my best friends lives. It's where my mentors are. It's where my home church is. But it's not where I am. Every choice has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. I can spend every day praying and asking God for answers on my decisions, but sometimes you have to wait to get those answers, and that's just the season I'm in right now. Everyone will go through it with every decision. Maybe it's instant. Maybe it takes years. I wanted to pause this real quick and let y'all know. Your one decision does not dictate your worth or who you are. The choices you make are part of your growth, yes, but God dictates who you really are, and that is his child. You aren't his child because you chose to go to church on Sunday or because you read the Bible today. You're his child because he created you in his image. You are his child because he loves you and sent his son to die for your sins. Now, those are just a few examples the Bible has. And maybe you have more real-life examples you're thinking of that happened to you. The decisions don't mean that Samson and Peter never made any good decisions. Or that Ruth and Abraham never made any bad decisions. These are just examples to show you that everyone makes mistakes, but everyone also makes right choices as well. My best advice to you, if the choice isn't clear, pray on it. Read God's word. Proverbs 3, uh, 5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I really hope this podcast helped any doubts you had about decisions needed to be made or any clarity on those already decided on so i really hope it helped if you guys have any questions at all you want to talk about a decision you made that you're questioning or a decision you have to make um there's going to be links down in the description that's going to have my instagram my youtube and um a link in bio where you can send in messages to me with your email 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Fit to be Faithful podcast. If you want to learn more about myself, the host of this podcast, links to both my YouTube channel and Instagram will be in the episode notes below. If you liked the episode, feel free to download it and subscribe for more episodes like this. I am so thankful for all y'all's support and I cannot wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. And remember, you are fit to be faithful.